Yo, 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 what up, y'all? You listen to Behind the Baller Podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack. Yo, yo, we are recording live inside my RV. I will not tell you where I'm at right now, but I am in California, and uh, I'm trying to talk somewhat soft, but somewhat regular, because everyone is asleep right now. So check it out, y'all. I headed down to San Diego to go see my boy Q. It has uh, been four years since he's passed. He is the founder of World Star Hip Hop. And, um, you know, wasn't really checking out the weather and, and uh, shouldn't really be a big deal. But driving in an RV in the rain is fucking sketchy as fuck. I had no idea. You know, me being a car guy and just, you know, love. I love driving and being in cars, but driving an 11,000 pound rig that doesn't have any handling and a motherfucker is definitely just, <laughs> yo, it's top heavy as a motherfucker and um, doing 65 in the pouring rain. And in fact, I have to say on Saturday, I don't know the last time I drove in rain that hard and being in the RV, it was fucking crazy. So anyways, y'all, um, welcome to Behind the Baller Podcast. This is, by the way, professional podcasting inside a recreational vehicle. I am recording live inside an RV. I just think about how far just everything has come, technology and everything. This is fucking crazy. I would never, I don't have a professional studio, but this podcast is mastered and done professionally produced professionally by the dust brothers and um i'm using a professional microphone professional recording equipment it's just crazy that i am sitting at my dinette table inside my rv and by the way um i asked some of my fans i said hey can somebody name this rv and we still haven't got an official name but someone came up with something really clever someone said why don't you name it brooklyn brk L Y N, right? So you take out the two O's, just name it B R K L Y N. Why? Because it has every initial of all our names, including my last name. So B obviously for Ben, R obviously for Ryder, Y for Yang, um, K for Kaya, L for London, Y for Yang. I'm sorry, BRK, the, the first Y didn't exist. And then M for Nicolette. That, that was pretty cool. I bet you that license plate is taken. You know what, though? It, it was clever. If somebody has a dope-ass name, like I said, I will give you some bread. Um, yeah, so San Diego, RV life. Uh, as you know, you know, we were off the grid last weekend. This weekend, I stayed in an RV park. And uh, some of the, uh, my followers actually suggested a few places, but most of those places were closed and um, all state parks right now are currently closed. State beaches are closed. So you technically aren't allowed to stay anymore unless it's essential. So essential means if you're living, if you have to stay there because you need somewhere to live. And there was kind of some trickery 
I am down here for a memorial for my boy's funeral, you know what I'm saying? Or a memorial for his death. So kind of was able to kind of make that work out. But anyways, guys are thinking, you know, RV parks from the couple that I've seen. And remember, I'm very new to this. Seen a couple RV parks and they were shitty as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. You know, they, they were, everyone's really close to each other. There's no views. There's there's one I went to in uh, Castaic Lake. And it was, um, I mean, you know, it's people just live in motorhomes, you know, and, and um, um, what the fuck is the other? Trailers, you know, trailer parks. It's just, and none luxurious at all whatsoever, but um, there are obviously nice rigs and stuff. So, you know, I'm at this place in San Diego and this place has a fucking swimming pool. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got premium spots. It's got, it's a resort. And I don't know necessarily if I like staying here, you know, but it's definitely um, much different than being off the grid and, uh, you know, having full hookups, meaning uh, water, electricity, sewage, and cable hookup. So now, you know, we get here on Friday and I just park and uh, I pay for a premium spot, meaning I had a, a marina view and a bay view, you know, the water. We're real near, we're near the border, super close to Tijuana. We're like maybe five miles away from Tijuana. And it was just weird. We pull up and every fucking rig next to me is nicer than our RV. Like everyone had a $300,000, $400,000 RV or better. And in fact, the person parked next to us or in the, in the booth next to us had a crazy RV, at least 300, 400 grand. And he had an M5 competition package. So that's like a $120,000 car. And he had R, it was just really weird. It was just, it was a trip, you know. But um, it's nice to have to work, not have to worry about water. That means you could just take a shower, like straight up. You know, you just have the full water hookup, boom. The water pressure is not exactly the best in a RV, but, you know, at least you could take showers and not worry about it. But again, you know, um, because of what's going on, the RV park closes at uh, like 7 or 8 p.m. I mean, you can't really leave at that point. And another thing, too, is I ain't going to lie to you. You know, when I use my auto leveling system and, we, you know, we have the racks are down and we're locked in, it's not really like, you know, like, and it's raining, it's like, motherfucker, there's really not much to do, so, you know, you're kind of just spending time with the family, and it's just in, in a different type of spot, and um, I'm obviously down here for um, a memorial, but it's just a trip, you know, we were able to, you know, cook and not have to eat out or whatever, but um, I, I just got to thinking, like, next place I go to, definitely, I want to be off the grid, you know, it's um something that's tough for my wife, because she needs to take, you know, two showers a day and everything else, and even... I was trying to break down her, you know, how much water we went through because, you know, at a certain point, um, you go through, uh, I, I connected the sewage, but then when I, when I, when we left, when I came back, I didn't connect the sewage. I want to just kind of use the gray water and black water. If you guys don't know, gray water is your soap water from the shower and the sink. Black water is the toilet and the sewage. And I was like, look, I want to dump after just because we have shit from before, boom, whatever, and go through all that. And after, you know, doing this a few times, I'm starting to get the hang of it. And I, I get what's going on, but, um, Pretty much because of the quarantine, my plan is to leave every weekend. And the reason why we're not doing the kids' Zoom classes from the RV is strictly one reason, Wi-Fi. Now, shout out to my boy, by the way, Munchie at Verizon, who did connect the hotspot 
and connect everything. And so um, one thing is uh, we get a limited amount of, of Wi-Fi inside the RV. And uh, it's limited to about 60, 70 gigabytes of pretty semi-decent speed, depending on where we are. And there is a real Wi-Fi router on the top of the roof, 11 feet high. But um, it's enough for the movies and stuff, right? Um, the satellite thing is brand new to me. I got to learn how to use a coaxial and plug in. I thought it was just kind of like straight up, boom, you know, anywhere we go. And that's not necessarily the case. You ha- kind of have to hook up. And um, another thing I did notice being in this RV is when I'm at the RV resort is that these people with these really nice ass cars, they uh, RVs, a lot of these guys are full timers. That means that they live here. And um, again, that's just not, you know, shit. I mean, I'm blessed. And, you know, we talked to some of the people, these motherfuckers ain't wearing masks. They're just, they're older, nice people, but they're just, you know, they're just acting as if nothing has ever happened. And, and look at, I actually wanted to start the show out that way. Look, guys, no matter how much you think this shit doesn't exist and how much you are over it and how much you want to, you know, just be normal, shit ain't normal, period. The pandemic is not over. And um, I see some of my friends partying, you know, they're going to Atlanta, they're going to Miami. I'm just... I'm almost just really like, yo, how fucking stupid are you? You know, and I haven't got a chance to like really say it, but like, I'm not going to hold my tongue. And um, it's not Karen, like, it's just, you know, we're we're almost a year in this shit. And people don't get that this is fucked up, you know. And it's poor management too as well by our government. But, you know, um, the cloth mask isn't going to work. And I've said this to many people before. Like you guys, again, I get it because it's a money thing and people have to pay for shit. But like, it's just, it's crazy. It's really fucking insane. You know, um, the CDC did release an article saying that the N95 single-handedly could end the pandemic. And I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering what the fuck is are people's problems, right? Now, there are hybrid strains. There's new different type of strains that are coming out of places. I heard there's one in New Zealand now that's undetectable through the regular COVID test. People are getting sick as fuck. And now there's crazy uh, breakout of quarantine. Now there's a real lockdown going on. And the crazy part is my boy is over there filming a movie in New Zealand. He just got there. So he's got a quarantine 14 days. They might even extend it. Like I said, China before last week, uh, China extended it to 21 days for quarantine. I mean, we can't get our shit together. And you got dumb fucking people saying, hey, Look at California. We've done all these lockdowns and none of them work. And, uh, you know, it shows here Santa Clara has some of the strictest lockdowns. And look, people are still getting fucking sick and they're still getting it. So obviously masks don't work. No, you stupid, dumb, fucking idiot. You can't be that fucking dumb. All right. Nobody is staying home. The freeway is packed. There's still fucking traffic. People are still working. People are going wherever the fuck they need to go. Nobody is staying in. People are going, maybe some of the restaurants are, but look at people are fucking out, period. They're out at their friends' houses. They're doing something. They don't give a fuck. One of my best fucking friends got COVID. He's trying to be safe, whatever, boom. Says he feels better now. I still told him, I said, yo, man, it, it ain't that smart for you to go out. It ain't about you again. You're not getting it. You could fuck around and infect somebody else. And you know what? Guess what? He did. Now I'm not going to get into deeper because um, I don't want to give away who it is. But this is, I have very few friends, you know? So this is one of my closest friends. 
and he got some people sick. And it's just like, yo, bro, you don't realize the consequences that we don't know about. And no matter how young you are, this is a fucked up situation. This could critically, you know, hurt somebody. And no matter the mask mandates or whatever, nobody is paying attention, right? Now, if they had N95 masks, it'd be a different story. Now, think about it. If you fart through your pants or your jeans, are you going to spell it? No fucking shit. So if you have an N95 mask on, you know, you have a better chance of protecting yourself and protecting others. Now, with that said, Gavin Newsom has reportedly or allegedly um, was supposed to announce today, maybe by the time of this podcast, it'd be official that he is going to lift the restaurant ban and have dining open again. I think there's some restrictions to it. I'm not sure. But like my assistant is in Vegas right now and he's eating at restaurants and they're like at 35%, you know, occupancy, whatever, but they're open, like at least indoor dining. So it's just a weird situation. I haven't gone to an indoor restaurant here yet, but um, I am parked at this RV park and it's connected to the marina. And at the marina, there's this restaurant. It looks like a nice little spot. You know, I had a little menu. I was like, hey, you know what? Let's see if they're open. Boom. So me and the family, we walk over there. And sure enough, they are. And they have like prime rib and they have, you know, little tacos and whatever and fish and chips. But full-blown kitchen looks like a place I'd love to eat at. I love eating at restaurants. I love eating home-cooked food, eating everything. But, um, you know, we ordered some food. You know, it, it was dead as a motherfucker, obviously. And it's just a weird part of town. And and uh, I kind of felt bad, you know. And um, Bill came out to uh, uh, $47 and I tipped 20 bucks because I, I just felt bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is 20 bucks even going to do? And I'm sure they appreciate it, but it just kind of bugged me out. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what people are doing right now in the pandemic with tipping. You know, I use Postmates a lot. And with Postmates, you know, for the most part, if you're delivering McDonald's, whatever it may be, I'm giving you six bucks. If you're delivering me an entree or some sushi, I'm giving you like $10, right? And most of it is because the Postmates situation is, I guess I hear a lot of restaurants complaining about the money that they're getting using these uh, food services and delivery services and stuff. And I fuck with Postmates heavy, but... I don't know what else to do. I guess, you know, I have to order from the direct restaurant directly. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. But when it comes to tipping in general, you know, I try to keep it to a 20% minimum. But with the restaurants that I frequent and then my friends, like say, for instance, TLT, I told you my one of my favorite restaurants ever, you know, I try to tip 40 to 50% and uh, I do what I can, right? But anyways, um, the pandemic isn't over. Just want you guys to know that. And we are recording live in a fucking RV right now right? And <laughs> I'm going to collect my thoughts and I do have some notes here and I do want to talk about some more uh, recreational type things, but I thought I'd let you guys know that this shit is still going on. And you know what? My attorney just got the vaccine. He's almost about ready. To think. This week, this week he gets the second dose. So he'll be fully vaccinated. But then again, there are these fucking strains that may not protect you from these new virus strains. So I don't know. It's a crazy thing. I've never taken a flu shot. I just really, right now, this is just a nightmare. It's really stressful when you think about it. And I'm somebody who has the means, has a job. I have financial security and it's still stressing me the fuck out. It's causing so much stress because of having kids that want to do things and they're bored. Be like, oh, boo-hoo. No, fuck that. 
that boredom turns into other shit later, you know, and I don't want them to stress out. I'd rather have them have a less or have a stress-free life and have it put on me, but it's, it's, it's some shit to talk about. And while we're thinking about some thoughts and, and thinking about all this shit and you guys can reflect on what the fuck is going on, you can tell me to go fuck myself, we're going to take a quick break and listen to some Lakey Lake and I'll be right back. Yo, Miles Jordan, throw on some music. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. So I got a little drink in me, feel a little better. And um, it is a awkward Monday, but uh, watched a couple movies this weekend. And with the kids, we try to keep it family friendly, obviously. My kids are watching YouTube a lot now, so they, they, they understand what the F word is and all this other shit. And in fact, Ryder taught Kai how to say fuck, and it, I was almost slapped the shit out of him. It's fucking... Anyways, um, we watched Ace Ventura, we watched Dr. Doolittle, things like that. So we gave them their phones until they're, you know, a little tired and stuff. So they fall asleep. And uh, me and my wife watched this movie, Fatal, which is um, with Michael Ely and Hilary Swank. And uh, what would I give this movie? I'd give it like a 6.6 out of 10. Um, it was entertaining. It was weird. Michael Ely looked real fucking old, which is crazy, man. This dude went from like... You know, he's a super good-looking, light-skinned, green-eyed fucking dude from barbershop and everything. This motherfucker looked old in this movie. I don't know if they tried to make him look old. But the crazy thing is, Hilary Swank is a two-time Academy Award-winning actress, and she's doing this movie, and just she's playing like somewhat of a fake sex. And let me tell you this real quick. Hilary Swank is, what, near my age, I think? I used to fucking think she was so hot when she was younger, when she was, I think, was it Karate Kid 3 or 4? Was it Karate Kid 4 when she was with Pat Morita? Rest in peace, Mr. Miyagi. And um, what fucking movie was she in before that? I know she did Boys Don't Cry. Anyways, believe it or not, you wouldn't think so, but she has a badass body. But yeah, I don't know, man. It was just, it was just a weird thing. And the movie is about a dude who cheats on his wife and when he cheats on his wife, he finds out that the girl that he cheated on with is involved in a crazy-ass fucking uh, police scandal and all kinds of shit. Look, it wasn't horrible, but was it worth 20 bucks a rental? Nah, man, definitely not. But let me tell you what motherfucking was. Yo, that Imelda Marcos fucking documentary on Showtime is no motherfucking joke. Now, I've been obsessed with this lady just because back in the day, in the 80s, they showed her shoe collection. And in the 80s, she had 3,000-something pairs of shoes. And that's a lot of shoes now. But back then, look, this bitch stole so... Her and her husband stole so much money from the Philippines. It is fucking mind-blowing. Now, I ain't talking about... I'm talking they stole billions, right? Maybe a motherfucker... They're, they're on that Suharto level. Okay, they're on that Suharto Indonesian level of selling so, so, so fucking, and we're gonna get into Indonesian in a minute. But yo, I had no idea. You know, I think I talked about how much gold. Yeah, I did on the Bitcoin episode, right? How much gold she supposedly has, and she declared it. 
I mean, she'd short the market, right? She has billions upon billions just in gold alone, right? And people don't even know how much fucking gold exists. I mean, she'd short the market because people just don't know. Now, she was so fucking rich that she'd go to Paris and go shopping at a fucking at a jewelry store and decide, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to buy the entire store. Legit, for real. Like, literally buy the entire store. She'd go hang out in New York City, which is, you know, where all the ball and motherfucking billionaires lived. And she'd go on Fifth Ave and she'd see a building and be like, how much is that building? 200, 300 million? And this is in the 80s. 300 million in the 80s. You know what 300 million in the 80s in real estate is now? Multi-billions. Billions upon billions. She'd buy buildings 150 million, fucking let me buy this. And it was just crazy that she had this kind of bread. And um, because her husband was so afraid of a coup, she was like the acting president to go visit, right? Her, she was the first lady, but she would go visit all types of people. Yo, she has pictures with Castro. She had lunch with Castro. She had lunch with fucking Nixon. She's having lunch and chilling with Saddam Hussein in his fucking, in his house, hanging out with Mao Zedong, Gorbachev, like, yo, this lady was ill, She's out of her mind. And by the way, this is something I didn't know. And even my wife didn't know. And my wife's family is in politics. Ferdinand Marcos isn't even fucking buried yet. This motherfucker is above ground in like a museum type thing. Like, he's in like a glass showcase, you know, in the fucking, um, is it taxidermy? What the fuck's it called? Anyways, stuffed in a fucking, it's still, he's been dead for 30 years. 30-something years, right? He's been dead. It's fucking nuts that she has him still. And I found out from my mother-in-law that the reason why she's had him like that is because she wants him, and the reason why there's all this issue and turmoil with the government, she wants him to be buried in the Philippines um, Hero Cemetery. And that's why she's trying to make amends and try to do this and try to do... And it's like, who get, bitch, who gives a fuck? Cremate his ass. Like, who get, like why the fuck do you give... It's just crazy that people care so much about that type of shit and her son is um currently the vice president of the philippines i believe and her daughters are involved in government and another thing too is crazy is you know um Duterte right now who's, who's the president of the philippines now he's crazier than fuck he has said openly in public i will kill you and he's motherfucker he's killing people you know i have homies in the philippines that said they've seen drug dealers that are dead you know this is crazy shit you never hear this nowhere else. In the middle of the fucking street, drug dealers dead, hung in the middle of the fucking street. Like imagine if you were in fucking New York City and you go through the Bronx and shit and you're just chilling, you decide to go to one area where it's like real bad in the South Bronx and there's a fucking dude just hanging there. And that's how the government is. It's just showing people, you know, they fuck around, they try to really, really go hard on the war on drugs and he's not fucking around. He definitely cleaned the Philippines up major. Like motherfuckers ain't just out there doing crimes. He don't give a fuck. He will put, like I told you before, that that crazy, toughest jails. There's a 1,200-person occupancy jail, and they got 5,000-plus people in there. He don't give a fuck. You're innocent to put you in there. They just don't give a fuck. So, you know, he's got a lot of people shook in the Philippines. But, yeah, this Amelda Marcos documentary is crazy. She bought a zoo. She bought a zoo to the Philippines. She went to Africa and saw all these fucking zebras and giraffes and tigers and shit. Yo, she paid the people in Africa cash to bring these motherfuckers over to the philippines some of them died i'm sure but y'all i'm talking millions upon millions because she wanted to have this bitch didn't even know what to do billions right she has millions in 170 banks currently 
Okay. Let, let me just put this real quick. So she's sitting in her fucking apartment in her high rise penthouse in Makati. I've driven past this place before. And she's speaking and she's talking about art and she's just so crazy. Like she's like, oh, she's visiting people on the street and she'll pull over. They see it's her. People know obviously so, she's so famous. And she takes out like $50,000 and just starts giving cash out to people. Who the fuck does that? It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. She'll go visit people, sit kids and give them money and just, she's just tripped out. So she's being interviewed in her penthouse and she says, this is a Pablo Picasso, and it's a real Pablo Picasso painting of herself, okay? This is a famous world leader, and she has a fucking, I, I'm just guessing, and I'm not joking at all whatsoever, this is possibly a $100 million plus painting. I would think it's maybe even more. Then she has a Michelangelo painting that has got to be worth $100 million. So it's just in art. She has a couple hundred million fucking dollars easily. And the federal government that is against them has said that they went to try to raid her place and she knew about it. Someone tipped her off and they came to her place. They couldn't find any of the paintings. But yet this bitch is sitting, filming a fucking documentary and she has these fucking paintings. This fucking thing is just phenomenal. I've watched it three fucking times. Now I remember my wife's great-grandparents were in the Supreme Court and uh, if you hear the name Laxon, um, it's obviously tied to governments and stuff. It's just fucking crazy, right? And I've met people in uh, the government, you know, like I've met uh, Suharto's grandson and they say Suharto, if you Google it, this is not a joke, Suharto had stolen, one, allegedly uh, stolen $1 trillion from the government and it's just crazy how corrupt some of these Southeast Asian countries are. It's just fucking nuts. Speaking of Indonesia, um, as I had mentioned before, there was a girl named Kristen, who is a um, African-American woman who went to Bali and said some things on Twitter. I think they got misconstrued and it ended up getting her deported from the country. And uh, she's blaming it on them being racist towards LBGTQ. And uh, I told you her girlfriend is someone I spoke to several times, Sandra. And uh, they both now want to clear the air on this podcast, which is crazy. So we are going to get an exclusive interview and be able to talk about this situation. And uh, I think this shit's going to actually get me banned from fucking going back to Bali. But fuck it, you know. Um, speaking of Southeast Asia, back to the Philippines, uh, Manny Pacquiao has agreed, I think allegedly agreed, to fight Ryan Garcia, pretty boy Ryan Garcia, who barely beat that dude. I mean, he came back and fought. I ain't gonna lie to you. Pretty boy was a raw, he was a raw motherfucker, came out, boom. I don't think he's gonna fucking see Tank. And I don't know about Devin, but um, he's allegedly having a fight against Manny Pacquiao. Now, Manny is old as a motherfucker, right? And he's definitely had, you know, his share of, you know, situations. Um, he got knocked the fuck out by Marquez. But this is gonna be interesting. I mean, this dude at one point was the rawest motherfucker in the world. I wasn't always a huge fan of Manny, but he was a raw motherfucker. He's going to fight a young dude. I don't know what to expect. But uh, I wanted to see him fight Conor McGregor. But now, I don't know if Conor's going to fight anybody anymore. You know what I mean? Conor got slept this weekend. I said I chose Conor. You know, to tell you the truth, me and Miles, yes, Miles from Dust Brothers, we talked about these bets and, and uh, the UFC thing what came up. And, you know, I think everybody knows, who really knows me knows I don't fuck with Conor McGregor. I have no whatever, but this is just betting things, right? So I had to say whatever. I didn't know anything about the other dude. Conor got slept. 
like a motherfucker. And, um, you know, I've been watching all these old videos of his that have been popping up because he had to fight and he made $50,000. It's a big deal for him. He was so happy. And this is in this decade. He was like tripping, like, yo, I'm making 50 grand, boom. Then he made 5 million and then he made 100 million. And now the motherfuckers all of a sudden watch it, Fictionado, you know, rocking fucking paddocks and this, this, and this. And got this. Of course, you got money now. It's got his little Lambos in here and there. But you make 100 million off a fucking fight, man. You know, it's like, why even come back? You want to show people you're hungry. Then you get knocked the fuck out by this dude who was kind of like a whatever dude. And then you got dudes like fucking Jake Paul who are like, yo, man, I don't want to fight you. You fucking just whatever. And it's just like, dude, like, bro, what what the fuck? And then, you know, if I was kind of, I guess, you know, you're talking all this shit and you're like, all right, boom, then just be rich and shut the fuck up and go do whatever. But to keep coming out and assassinating your character, it's just crazy. So I don't know what to expect for the Ryan Garcia, Manny Pacquiao fight. I don't know if Connor should fight again. He could do what the fuck he wants to, to tell you the truth, but fuck him, period. And yeah, I lost, uh, well, I lost the bets that I gave you guys. I didn't bet on Connor. I, didn't, I don't really, didn't trust him enough to bet. I had to say something just to say it. So as we go on, we might as well get into some of these bets. So I went 0-2 this weekend. It was obviously a shitty weekend betting-wise, um, but we're going to make up for it because uh, I got some good news for you guys. Anyways, the NFC game, that game was fucking crazy. And I had said before, you know, Brady, I don't know, man. You know, you can't just count him out. And, uh, you know, he proved me wrong straight up. I hate him. I can't stand that motherfucker. But goddamn, bro, that motherfucker is, he really is a winner. Now, would he be the greatest athlete ever if he wins this next Super Bowl? Absolutely fucking not, right? But I'm not going to lie to you. I am starting to get a little soft on this motherfucker. You know, just to seeing this family shit and everything. Dude, is a, he's a bad motherfucker, man. I really hated this cocksucker for the tuck fucking tuck rule um, during that fucking Raiders uh, Patriots game. But and obviously, you know, we went against him in the fucking uh, in the Super Bowl. I, I I don't know, man. This is a crazy situation, right? For the Super Bowl, I don't know if I could bet against this motherfucker. Like I'm gonna keep it that one thousand. Now, um, Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. And the AFC game, you know, I thought the Bills were really real. You know, they kind of let me down. You know, I lost five Gs. But, you know, more so they let their Buffalo fans were just really behind them. The Bills Mafia were behind them. They let Griselda down. You know, I can't imagine how sick Griselda records are. But they let them down. And um, I think the Bills just got locked up. That's what it was, period. And there was no if and ands about it. So now with the Super Bowl... This is the first time a Super Bowl home team has hosted the Super Bowl. It's never happened before. It was fucking crazy in 55 Super Bowls. And now Tom Brady, they're a super weird underdog. And I had a weird feeling. I was like, this motherfucker, is he gonna get is he gonna get there? And he got there. So now I'm just like, fuck, what do we do? And the early line right now is the Chiefs minus three and a half. Can Mahomes go back to back? I don't know. I'm almost inclined on betting on Brady. Listen to the episode this Thursday, and I will let you guys know what my exact thoughts on this are. But to make up for the 0-2, if you guys want to treat yourselves, make sure you fuck with the Dust Brothers NBA picks. These guys went 27-6 and over the weekend. If you want, hit them up at DB Podcasts. They are doing specials, $75 for picks. $150 for parlays. These motherfuckers have been hitting for the last six weeks. They have been hitting crazy. 
All right, guys, I'm not fucking around. They are serious with this shit. I want to end this episode on, uh, it was a short one. You know, I'm doing it from the RV. I don't want to go crazy and have my family all uh, uncomfortable, but I'm glad to get this episode in. Uh, Golden Auctions right now is auctioning off Kobe Bryant's 1963 Chevy Impala ragtop. It's a drop. It's purple. This motherfucker got everything in it. My boy Ryan from West Coast Customs did the whole car. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's lit. And the current auction's at 140. Um, yours truly is the current high bidder right now on the car. I don't even know what the fuck I'm telling me, man. It just was like, damn, this is really, you know, one of Kobe's cars that I know of. This is crazy, man. I don't know. So anyways, check out that auction. Uh, wish me luck on it. And by the way, my birthday is in two days. Fucking crazy. The Korean John Cusack turns 48 years old. And by the way, my SF90 Ferrari hybrid will be here this weekend. So it's kind of like a little, I guess that would be a birthday gift. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm just kind of in a weird situation. I just, I'm so obsessed with this RV and I'm leaving pretty much every weekend now that I don't know. But I can't wait to hit the Grand Canyon. Can't hit with fucking, I'm going to hit Yellowstone. Going to hit Texas. I don't know who, where we're going to go all over the fucking place. All right, and we're quarantining. I'm wearing an N95 mask. I got a shield if I need to when I go to the fucking market. Again, this pandemic isn't over. And again, this is not your practice life. All right, yo, signing off. It's your boy, the Korean John Cusack, the Forrest Gump of hip hop, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, who's always telling you guys, this is not your practice life. All right, got some surprise guests coming up besides the Bali girls. We got some shit. You got some shit in the works, y'all. So much love. Remember, always, this is Professional Podcasting, a Dust Brothers production. Shout out to my boy, Lakey Lake. Shout out to Legal Cartel. Yo, y'all, we are out of here. Yo, Lakey, take us out, bro. Peace.